What's up, everybody? Salutations. You know what it is. You know who it is. It's the, it's the Black Top Smack Top guys here for episode number 13. Living large, down in Soto, straight in Seattle, coming to you live. It's me, your host, C Hustle, joined by only one of my comrades today. The other comrades were, they had something going on. We had we had a grandpa's birthday, and another guy just had some Tinder dates. You know, that's just how it goes out here. But uh, I'm joined with with, uh, with none other than than Coach Jose. What's up, everybody? How you guys doing? Oh, we're doing great. We're doing great. <laughs> Thanks. But yeah, we're here today, you guys. You know, this is, uh, by reading our, our headline there, this is our end of season award show. We did this all in the beginning. We did our predictions, and now we're going to do who we think actually is going to get it now at the end of the season because a lot of things have changed. Uh, speaking of breaking news, breaking news, Adam, did someone just clinch a playoff spot? Yeah, it looks like the OKC Thunder with a big win over the Miami Heat today. Uh, Monday, April 9th, 7 o'clock, West Coast time. The Thunder are in the playoffs. 115-93 to 93 over the Miami Heat. So as we went to recording, they had just clinched the win. Russell Westbrook with... 23 points, 18 rebounds, 13 assists, and Paul George with 27 big points. How many rebounds did Westbrook have? He had 18, and he needs 18 boards. He needed 34 in the last two, so he still needs 16, which is a lot. Dang. No, no, no. Yeah, he still needs 16. He needs 16, which is still a lot of boards. But as you can, uh, uh, Sam Adams, no, uh, Stephen Adams. Stephen Adams had only what five or three, three rebounds. That's so probably yeah. a season. That's a season low. I expect to see some uh, highlights of teams giving Russell extra free rebounds, you know. He's going for it. Probably not good for his rep, but, hey, they're in the playoffs. You never know. They might get the two. I mean, they might get the seven. They might get the eight. No, if they win on Wednesday, they get no worse than the six, which is a date with Portland. Uh, they could get to the four. Well, if they play Portland, you best believe I'm going to go down there in my Sonics gear. I don't oh, care. Man. I don't care what the price costs. I need. I need some playoff basketball in my life. It's gonna be a long time before it happens here in this city. Oh my gosh! But uh, yeah, Cavs got the W tonight. Love got busy. Braun got busy. But uh, you guys, you guys can see all that on your own. This is the only place you can actually get analysts, good insider analyst information <laughs> about who's gonna win these awards. We're talking to Cassidy Hubbard. We know what's going down. We're talking to all the girls. We're talking to Doris Burke. She's letting us know what's happening. So, yeah, we're gonna uh, we're, we're gonna give you guys our All NBA teams. We're gonna give you guys a couple of the awards, Most Improved, MVP, all that good stuff. I, you know, we don't have Sano. We don't have Bruce with us today. But that's why the podcast might actually run smooth today. Right. We don't have any contrary opinions. Right. It's two of the big guns. Right. Talking, we're just talking hoop. None of the shenanigans from our other players. The head honchos. So we don't have any G, uh, GSW dub major fans in the house. <laughs> but you know, we might as well just break on into it. And we're gonna go with the most coveted award is every year. Everyone's got a different definition of it. Most valuable player. Is it the best player in the league? Is it the player having the best season? I mean, you can say it's the player you take you take off that team. How good are they? Everyone has their own definition of it and that's why when you see people vote for it you know it's uh there's so many different opinions you can have but i really think and i think adam would agree there's really only two people that have a legitimate shot at winning this award and those two people adam are james harding and lebron james 
Right. Yeah. I mean, that's it's pretty much down to those two. I think personally, uh, regardless of what I think, James Harden's going to win it, and he's and he rightfully so. He deserves it. Uh, he's had the best three-year run of some people say anyone in basketball over the last three years, and he could have won the MVP each of the last two years. In 2015, against Steph, I felt like he had a better season that year. And then 2016, no, Steph was unanimous, so that well, was well. The the one year was that Steph was a 72 win year. Yeah, 73. Yeah, 73 yeah. win year. So that was Steph was unanimous. I don't think he should have been unanimous, but he had a hell of a year, record breaking year. He had like 263s or something. Yeah, and then this year, um, already hit 303s. He, he made a lot of threes. And then um, last year, him versus Russ, it could have gone either way. So him, yeah, Harden's run this year has been crazy for sure. But then, and then you have. One of the goats in our game of all time, LeBron, is having a probably one of his best seasons. Most ever. efficient, one of his best seasons ever, ever. And I mean, That's he's not crazy. averaging the thirty-plus points like Harden. So I mean, I broke down the numbers too. I mean, Harden's averaging thirty point six, LeBron's twenty-seven point seven. So he's got him beat there. But then LeBron is second in the NBA in assists, nine point two. Harden's eight point seven. So just half an assist. And uh, LeBron's, you know, obviously going to kill him in rebounds. 8.7 boards, 5.4 for Harden. So LeBron's at 27.7, almost 28, 9 and 9, which is incredible season. I mean, Westbrook had an incredible season last year too, but LeBron's also doing this, shooting 54 from the field, 37 from three, whereas Harden is 45 from the field, 36 from three. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're both right about 37. It's like a few, you know tenths of a percent but when you when you like Westbrook last year he shot probably like 45 percent or 44 but LeBron I mean is shooting 54 percent averaging 28 a game and getting nine assists and getting nine rebounds I mean it's pretty phenomenal and and, you know forget the 15th year it could be his fifth year and that's amazing numbers no that's true uh me personally I I went with James Harden uh I think He's been the most consistent basketball player from start to finish this entire year. Uh, he le- he leads the NBA in scoring, thirty point six. He leads the NBA in uh, three point field goals, two hundred and sixty two. Leads him in uh, free throws made and free throws attempted. Well, That's you know you know he's gonna lead him in free throws made oh, yeah. and attempted because he gets every call. But he's not thir- to say LeBron doesn't, but no, he, yeah, both of them get a lot of calls. He he's third in assists, which is impressive after he led the league in assists last season. Um his win shares is at fifteen point two. For those who don't know what win shares are, that's an estimate of number of wins contributed by the player. So so essentially they're saying by himself he got fifteen wins. That's crazy. Which is crazy. And he leads the NBA. Well, isn't he like fourteen point eight or something? For this year, he's 15.2. Oh, okay. Because I think LeBron was like right around there, like 14.3 or something. Yeah, LeBron is right behind him. LeBron's number two. And then in the player efficiency rating, he leads the league at 29.9. Right. If you get a 30 on your PER, that's incredible. So, and he's on the best team in the league, 64 wins, behind the second best offense. And he's on track to be one of four players in NBA history to average 30 points on a 65-win team. They haven't got 65 wins yet, but... Are they at 64 right now? 64, and they have two games left, so... They're going to get it. 
They play like the Lakers and the Kings or something like that in the last couple of days. So I definitely think they can get it. So for me, and that's not to discredit LeBron, but it's more to praise James Harden. And I can definitely understand why people who would want to vote for LeBron. But for me personally, it's James Harden. I mean, yeah, I probably have to agree. You know, I'm going to make a case for LeBron. You don't want to agree. You want to go with LeBron. But, I mean, it, Harden deserves it because he's actually deserved it for the last two years. But then you could use that same logic with LeBron, and he deserves it. Well, I don't know if he deserves it every year, it's but like he's, Shaq. he's in the running every year. It's like Shaq and, and Jordan. He's got four of them, but he could use a fifth in his 15th year. That'd be nice. But, like I said, the one thing I was going to LeBron's got more assists. He's got more rebounds by a lot. Yeah, he's got three less points. Um but he's shooting a way better percentage, so it's more efficient. But then Harden gets his efficiency from the free throw line. Um, and a lot of Harden's game, though, I mean, he's so smooth, but some of it's so ugly in terms of how he gets his calls and goes to the line. And But the one of the things I was going to say for LeBron is, is, I mean, look at his team. He had IT, who, who, you know, he was hurt. And then when he did play, he wasn't very good. He, he's got, he had D-Wade, who was old and washed up. He had D-Rose, who didn't do, who was useless. And then his other point guard is George Hill, and he's been good since he came over, but he's been hurt a lot. So the majority of the year, his point guard has been Jose Calderon. So when you, I'm just, when you look at his team as a whole, I mean, their third leading – if you look at them right now, their third leading scorer is Isaiah Thomas, and he's no longer with the team. D. Wade is their fifth leading scorer. He's no longer with the team, right? Obviously, Kevin Love is second. But he, Kevin Love's been hurt for a lot of right. the year too. Right, and then there's fourth leading scorer is Jordan Clarkson, and a lot of that scoring was from the Lakers. Right, and then J- Jeff Green's the sixth leading scorer, so he's doing this. Yeah, he doesn't have nearly as many wins as um, as Harden as the Rockets do, but I mean, you look at his team; he shouldn't have that many wins. So one of those things where if you take both of those guys off their team, the Cavs would would, would be trash. But I, I always feel like you don't take a guy off the team; you take him off, and then you replace him with someone you know, who's decent. You don't just yeah. remove a guy. So with Harden, you still got Chris Paul, and Chris Paul averages 19, 8, and 5. Right. But he's missed a lot of games. And you got Eric Gordon's averaging 18. I mean, you could say that with without Harden or with someone adequate, they could still maybe make the playoffs. Whereas, like, with LeBron's gone, that team is probably done. Yeah. You know? I mean, he's led them to 50 wins, so that is impressive. I mean, it's a shitty East. I get it. The East isn't that good. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, his his third option is a rotation of Jordan Clarkson, Larry Nance, like guys that you would never really consider starting on a NBA contender. Right. Like, you wouldn't be like, oh, man, Larry Nance is our four. We're going to the finals. Right. But with this team, because of how LeBron's giving these dudes confidence, and it's also that whole thing with LeBron is, like people say, LeBron doesn't, Maybe stars don't always play well with LeBron. It's more the young, hungry guys that will kind of do as – they'll play their role and not try to step out of it. And LeBron has everyone just play their role right, right? No, I, I agree. I think what will kind of hurt his case, which is kind of weak, but it happened was their January. Their January was, was under 500. And he was last in the NBA and plus minus during that month. And – I think voters, the, vo- the media votes for these guys, right? They vote for the MVP. It's, yeah, media, all kinds so of media votes. So I think votes. the media will kind of, that's a red flag on his season resume, which is, that is kind of weak if you ask me. 
Um, LeBron at age 33 is leading the NBA in minutes, which is unreal. Oh, that was yeah. That was another thing is he's gonna play all 82. Harden's at 70 right now, so he'll probably have 72. But for LeBron to play all 82, which used to be obviously customary in the 90s, Stockton did it, MJ oh, did yeah, it, yeah. Pippen did it, Malone yeah. did it for 10 years in a row. But now that is kind of a special thing to do 82 in your 15th year. Yeah, with the with the with how everybody with how coaches rest players now and guys get little knickknack injuries and. Not saying they're not hurt, but it's it's easier day, to rest this day and age with the way the athletes are in today's NBA. It's more there's way more athleticism as opposed to a lot of ground and pound, so to speak. A lot of right. a lot of physicality in the paint. So at, he's averaging 37 minutes a game at age 30. That's incredible. I mean, he's a, those numbers. These are reasons why he's in the he's he's not just in there because he's like you know having a solid year he's having an elite season. He's having the career high in assists, nine point two. Right, super with a bunch of guys that, I mean, Kevin loves at this stage. He's barely an all star, right. you know. I mean, he's an all star and he loves still good. He still gets buckets, but he's not the same love that was in Minnesota four years yeah. ago, right? So it's yeah. I mean, it's you're gonna have to go with Harden, but I'm just showing the case that LeBron is oh, yeah, is yeah. serious and. And, you know, I, as a LeBron fan, obviously you could tell, I had already kind of accepted that I think the LeBron's best years were already behind him. But he's it's kind of like the Spurs. So many years you thought the Spurs were done and you count them out. LeBron's still getting better, which is crazy, Nine at 33. And right. when you think about who he's passing to, and that's always one thing I've always wanted LeBron to do is lead the NBA in assists. Yeah, if Westbrook wasn't an animal, he could. Yeah, because LeBron's second right now and, yeah, Harden's third, so – Man. And I mean, yeah, with with Harden's assists, you know, he's in the D'Antoni system. That's one one thing I've always would have been interesting to see if LeBron in the D'Antoni system, where it's swing, 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 swing. LeBron does ISO a lot. Obviously, so does Harden, and so does Chris Paul. But for Chris Paul and Harden to both average eight assists, but yeah, Chris Paul doesn't qualify because he hasn't played enough it's games. It's all penetrating kick with with that with that offense. So yeah, it's really a compelling case, and I honestly think if Anthony Davis. You know, so I think it's kind of a consensus between the two of us. We're going to go with Harden. LeBron, yes. it's not unanimous because LeBron has a very compelling case. My third overall was Anthony Davis. And if he um, if he was playing like this from the jump. What, yeah, which would have been tougher to do with another superstar on your squad. Right. But, yeah. But he's but they're 46 and 34, and they, they're in the playoff contention – um, without Cousins, and since Cousins went down, he's averaging 30.3 and 12.3. 30 and 12, yeah. That's That'll crazy. get you an MVP if you can have a good – yeah, if you have right. a good record. But the team, you know, obviously they're not as good, but he's definitely putting up MVP numbers. Then I'll – then to round out my top five was Giannis is, was at four, and then I had KD at five. And then some guys to mention on from my end were Dame, uh, Steph, and Kyrie. Right. Just I mean, to, just to show those guys are like, because Kyrie was having such a good year at the beginning. The first third of the season, it yeah. was Kyrie and Giannis. Yeah. So those guys. So Kyrie, but you know, injuries. You know, derailed. Yeah. That's hopefully uh, it doesn't derail his whole career. I'm hoping not. I love Kyrie, but he's and, been hurt a lot. But Steph. Steph, too. Steph's been hurt a lot this year. Man, that could come back to haunt them. Yeah, we'll see. But I think, you know, Dame is a dark horse that no, that now a lot of people are talking about. 
outside of those those big five names. Davis having a, and we'll talk about this more later. He's having a first team All NBA type year. Right, leading, Dame, leading Dame is having a season, man. Twenty twenty six point eight, uh, 4.5, and six point six. For the third seed, rather for the third seed out west. Right, they could lose that third seed if Utah, Utah is coming oh to play, gosh, which would be crazy. Oh, that would be wild. Um, but one thing is that one thing I will say about LeBron is his defense isn't quite there this year. He's been playing a lot of Ole defense. Right. I think he's waiting to the playoffs to really step it up. He's probably like, man, I got to bring it all on offense. We're going to need me to to carry the load. So defensively, I can't bring it like I used to in Miami. Exactly. You know, and hey, that's kind of cop out, but. I mean, we've all known Harden's defense has been bad. It's gotten better to where I think he's actually like 10th or 11th in the NBA in steals. Right, and he's not like he, – if he gets switched to a, a, a bigger man in the post, like he he's strong enough to hold his own. Right, he doesn't he look play, it, but he, he can hold it down. Yeah, he has – he plays great post defense. So, you know, his defense has improved, but it's not – you know, it's not – he's not like – Tony Allen or right. Roberson or anything like that. So, But, yeah, I mean, like I said, Houston's got 64 wins. Cleveland got 49 wins. For me, I think that's with the tipping point. 50. They just won. Oh, they won today. They got 50. Yeah. So if it wasn't for that, I would go LeBron because he's got, like I said, he's got him in assists, he's, which is something that Harden should do. He's got him in rebounds, which is something LeBron should do. Got him in percentage by like 10%. You know, which is a lot. And they're like the same on threes when you think Harden is a way better shooter than LeBron like is. Two and three in turnovers, too. Oh, I'm, I'm, sh- I'm sure of that. No, I heard that stat today when I was watching the OKC game. But, you know, then people can say, well, LeBron's doing this because he took a month off and didn't do didn't do much for a whole month. Right. But so, yeah, I mean, it's probably going to be Harden. But like I said, man, I, I really want LeBron to get it because th- he might not have many more years left where he can get one. And there's been a few other years where he's been overlooked where he could have got one. But same with Harden. But, yeah, so, you know, we'll go ahead and slide it on over to the next award. We'll let Adam lead it off. So we're looking at Coach of the Year, and this was kind of a tough one for me personally, uh, looking over some of the candidates. Wow, there was more candidates this year than I've ever seen. Yeah. and I, I had have, seven candidates. I have five, and there's some I didn't even – there's, like, a couple I didn't even list. Um, but without further ado, I'll just go ahead and say my Coach of the Year was Brad Stevens. B. Stevie, um, Butler representing in the house. Right now, as you know, as we w- went live, they're fifty-four and twenty-six. Considering the fact that they lost their big free agency signing and Gordon Hayward, who played five minutes for them, um, and then their best player Kyrie was limited to sixty games. Marcus Smart, uh, important six-man slash defender has only played 54 games, and Al Horford has only played 71 games. He's getting so much out of guys like Jason Tatum Rookie. Jalen Brown, second-year man. Those are like your second and third leading scorers. Yeah, he's t- and then Terry Rozier. He's taking a bunch of guys yeah. Rozier, like that and then get them with Aaron the second-best record in the conference. Aaron Baines. Uh, like Sh- guys Larkin. people gave up on or didn't even ever – like Shane Larkin, I mean – he was in. He, he was, was a Europe. nothing in the draft. Yeah, he was in Aaron Europe Baines, a Cougar. Year. Shout out to the Cougs, Pacific Northwest. I mean, oh. Ro- Rozier. I mean, they got. I mean, he's doing his thing, man. So they were first. Morris. They were first in the East. Oh, Marcus Morris has been huge. For right, him. even though he's been traveling. Um, he's been first, or they were first in the. Um, 
in the East before all these injuries started to derail their season. Before, especially when Kyrie and Smart kind of got hurt, that's when they started to plummet. Smart is like their heart and soul. He's like their quarterback of the defense. Him and Al Horford. So, yet, they still have number one in their defensive rating. Wow, number one. That's all coaching and effort. And the other thing you're gonna, I was gonna say is, I mean, we know who their guy was last year was Isaiah. They lost a lot of their players from last year, all their identity, all that and that was, and that Avery was something Bradley. I even said like Boston will be good, but they lost their grit, mm-hmm. their toughness, their identity by losing Bradley and Z- and Zeke and, and uh, um, Jay Crowder and Crowder too. Those guys are those guys are tough as nails, and you keep the same identity with a whole new. They had like nine new players. Right. And Brad Stevens got all those guys in to buy in and hold it down. I mean, really, there's no other argument. Uh, there's no argument against him. There's just other arguments for other coaches. Right. I mean, you're, you're looking at they went through 18 different starting lineups. And, but yet, at the same time, Kyrie played a career low in minutes, but he had a career high in field goal percentage, which says a lot about actual coaching. Like, he's co- telling the Kyrie – uh, shot selection. Yeah, be be more selective in your shots. And be more, you know, and Kyrie, you could tell he was playing a lot within the offense. Then it's fourth quarter and it's, you know, Kyrie time. And then he was also shooting uh, his second best uh, three-point percentage in his career. And then you have, you know, Tatum averaging 14 points, Brown averaging 14 points. That's, man – that's just a, a remarkable thing. You have those two young guys, you they're kind of just thrown into the fire. And a lot of it too they'll say is the system. They might not say it's the player because they said IT was and Bradley were victims of um the system, but hey man, if you get a coach that believes in you, that just says a lot and his system is obviously working. Well, so here's a question for you. Who had a better year? Kyrie this year or Isaiah last year? I'd see, or I'd, I'd see last I'd year. IT averaged what twenty eight and a half. He had one of the best offensive, uh, statistical years ever. I guess ever really for yeah. a Celtic or anybody. I think anybody. Well, because he only averaged because they both. That's one thing is both of those guys only get like five and a half assists. They might have right. got up to six. Right. But now uh, Kyrie's. I wanted Kyrie's assist to go up a little more under Stevens. But he only played thirty two minutes a game. Yeah, I know. It's that's crazy. a career low. You, if he if you amp that up to another five, like well, LeBron's leading. You said leading the league at thirty eight. Yeah. So. Well, because he has to. I'm just saying, like that's. It almost looks like at that roster though. You would think Kyrie has to as well. But no, nah, I thought. I mean, I'm I'm probably gonna have to agree with you on the Brad Stevens. Um, some of my other candidates, my, probably my second choice. Is going to be Mercer Island Zone oh, from yeah. Seattle. That's was Quinn Snyder? I have the same one. So Quinn Snyder had 47 wins as of uh, before taping today, and so he could still get two more. He could get 49 wins, which is pretty crazy. When you think about their team, they lost Gordon Hayward, which you thought. Which so both te- both these coaches lost Gordon Hayward. Yeah. So they lost Gordon Hayward. You know that's 20 points a game. Rudy Gobert's only played. By the time the season will end, 50-plus games. They have a, a rookie point guard, or he's a combo because rookie Rubio has been starting next to him. Um, right. But yet they have the number two overall defense and their sixth in net rating. And here's a crazy stat for you. They've won 27 of their last 32 games. When you think about that, uh, 
Charlie, you put up a stat. You showed us they were about in. I got it right here. Yeah. What was that? They were out of the playoffs. At, on what day was that? This was uh, mid January. They were they were with oh so let me see where's it at okay right here, in mid January, the Trailblazers were the nine seed and Utah was the ten seed. At that point, Utah was seventeen and twenty six. You would have thought that season was over. They were one game ahead of the Phoenix Suns. Wow. And now they're on the verge of winning 49 games. They were 17 and 26, and now they might win 49 games. And Portland, too. Portland's the three seed. They were 22 and 21. That's crazy. And now Portland is at 48 wins, and they have a chance to get maybe 50. Dang. It's a. They have a chance at the three seed. Who would have thought? Both of those teams have a chance at the three seed, right? Yeah. Who would have thought that at at that point in mid January, before the All Star break, without Rudy Gobert, mind you, without Rudy Gobert, Rudy's only hasn't played that many games. Right. I think he'll end up being right above fifty. I think he. I think he might get. I, th- I thought he might get si- hit sixty. Oh, here we go. Rudy Gobert. With Rudy Gobert, they are 36 and 18. Wow. Which basically, I've, if you try to do the math, that's a 50 and 25 record if you're, when you get close to 82 games. So that'd right. probably be like 53 and 26. Right. And we'll talk about Rudy Gobert more um, later on in the when we talk about defense and stuff like that. But it's just Quinn Snyder, I definitely think he's an up and coming coach. He had. You know, Utah is going to be a tough out in the playoffs. Oh, so that, yeah. No one really wants to play them. They got a solid squad. Joe Ingles, Ricky Rubio. Another, they all buy favors. in. They all play their role. Yeah. So it, it's definitely impressive to see. Um, number three, I had Dwayne Casey. 58-win Toronto Raptors, unless they got one tonight. They did win. So they are, they're at 59 wins. 59. Well, they won at Detroit. Yeah, Casey's up there. Um, my other guys, I had Nate. I had you know Mac Ten in the house. Nate McMillan, mm-hmm. forty-eight wins on a team that lost Paul George. Right. He turned he turned Sabonis into a stud who just had thirty and twelve the other night. Thirty yeah. and eleven. He turned Sabonis into a stud. Uh, he turned Oladipo. We finally seen all the potential Oladipo's had for the la- for the five years of his career. Is all came out. Right. Um, I'm also gonna throw in there D'Antoni. Yeah, I, D- I had D'Antoni in there. Uh, I got Terry Stotts and Greg Popovich are also in the, in Pop- the mix. Popovich is just, he's hes that guy. I mean, no Kawhi. They made the change to baby boy, Rainier Beach's own, to be the starting point guard, and that's paid dividends, in my opinion. Um, they're better defensively with him out there. Um, and baby boy has a chance to be a, a all-NBA defensive guard. And they have the number one ranked defense. And LaMarcus Aldridge is playing like Portland LaMarcus Aldridge. He's an all-star, and he has a chance to be an all-NBA player, which, again, we will discuss later on in the pod. Right. I mean, you know, you can give it to Pop. You can give it to D'Antoni, Casey. I mean, one reason I didn't want to give it to Casey is because he's had that nucleus now for a while. And I give him credit because you've heard the stories about him and DeRozan going to the finals and watching the Warriors play in the finals. And saying, if we want to win in this league, we have to play like this. Well, and they've totally changed their game, and I give them credit for that. 
Right. They have, they have the number three offense and the number six defense. So that's, yeah, so that's the Rosen has expanded his game a little bit. But the most impressive thing about them is their bench. They, they're able to play 9, 10, 11 guys at, at a time. So right, that's and that, that's one reason why. So talking about Casey, is they have a lot of guys, but he, they have a lot of guys they've had. Whereas, like we said, with Stevens and Snyder, they got a whole new set of dudes, you know. And and they're making. That's why I want to give them the nod. Like I like Stotts at forty-eight wins with the Trailblazers. Yeah, that's but impressive. They pretty much have the same nucleus. Not to, not to knock them, but if you have to find someone to put above the rest, you know, like Nate McMillan's doing his thing with new guys. D'Antoni's got. Pretty much the same nucleus. You obviously add Chris Paul, right? But you, you know, yeah, you got Capella, you got Harden, you got EG, you got Ryan but Anderson, you got PJ Tucker and Mabamute, and those yeah. guys have been making a they big came difference in. too. Yeah, and they're playing their role. But yeah, I think you're gonna, I'm gonna have to go Stevens one, and then Snyder two. Just so yeah. impressive. That's yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay. So I think moving on, we're gonna go to Rookie of the Year. Oh, it's a big one. Man, it was a lot harder than I thought, but. I mean, after looking looking at the numbers, doing some research today, uh, personally, I'm going with Ben Simmons. I got to. You got to go with Ben Simmons. He's third in the league in triple doubles. He's averaging 16, 8, and 8. Philly got 50 wins. Utah got 47. I mentioned Utah because Donovan Mitchell is obviously the other candidate. Right. But I do want to give a quick shout-out to my guy, Lowry Markinen. <laughs> He's not going to win Rookie of the Year. Might not even get any votes. But he finished the season averaging 15 and 7 and a half. And I called it before the year. That I didn't necessarily he say did. he was going to win, but I he said, did. watch out for my guy, Larry Markkinen. No one's checking for him. The boy's nice, and he's shown that he's going to be a complete, solid pro for years to come in this league. You got chastised for it from one of our fellow uh, BTST members, Mr. Sano. Right. But, yeah, back to the Simmons. I mean, Man, they're third in the East. Just think about it. They're third that. in the East for a team that's never been good in, like, well, not never. That hasn't been good in – since Iguodala was there. I they, don't know. They've won 14 straight games. Team and, record. And that's a lot of them haven't been, or recently, I think the last, like, four have been without Without Embiid. Embiid. Most of the season they were without their number one pick. And yeah, Markel, who's, thankfully, he's coming back and looking good. But Ben Simmons just looking like, in some games, looks like the best player on the court. The triple-double game he had the other night versus LeBron where they won in overtime, he <laughs> looked like the best player on that court, and that was with LeBron. I mean, LeBron... Obviously, he's a better scorer because he can shoot. But, I mean, it's, that's also what's remarkable about Ben Simmons is he does all this without being able to shoot threes or even being a threat to shoot threes. I don't even right. think he's attempted one. If he's attempted a three, it was probably a buzzer beater. It, pr it wasn't a pull-up. He really doesn't shoot outside of 15, but he's got a nice turnaround fadeaway in the key. And, I mean, we could go back and forth, but, I mean, yeah, oh, D. Mitch is averaging 20. But when you think about just on a side note, we were just talking about coaches, man. Brett Brown kind of deserves some oh, love, that's too. that's the other one I didn't name, Brett Brown. Brett Brown, yeah, shout-out to him. You know, he's – 50 wins with a Philly team. The process is being trusted. And he's had to persevere through some tough times. So that's – you know, it's definitely, you know, a, a credit to him, you know, for the guys trusting his process, trusting his system. So – but Ben Simmons – just the way he passes the ball and the way he can advance it, there is a lot of talk about Lonzo being the best passer, you know, rookie passer, but Ben Simmons is already one of the best passers in the NBA. Already. Already. And already. And that's not to hate on Lonzo. Lonzo's up there too, but I think Ben Simmons has kind of really just established himself because he can create off the dribble. 
along with, you know, running a set and just, you know, he's able to do it both ways. And so, you know, I think that's kind of the thing that separates him more than anybody um, is his passing. 8.2 assists. That's Which top, is crazy. Top five in the NBA. So, and you said he's third in triple-doubles? Third in the league in triple-doubles behind Russ and Braun. Jeez. As, as a rookie. A, as a rookie. Dang, he wasn't an all-star either. Right. I, I thought about I didn't put him on you, but I thought about putting him on my third team all NBA. I thought about it, but he's a, he's constituted as a guard, not a forward. Oh, really? Because he's been playing point guard. But uh yeah, Donovan Mitchell, he he came in second on a team that's fourth in the West. He's the starting guard on a playoff team. He's the leading scorer on a playoff team. That hasn't happened since two thousand and four. 2004 Carmelo Anthony, he was the last player to lead his team as a rookie in in scoring. That's to the crazy. Playoffs. So he's I saw something about the last was it was something about a rookie to average 20 points a game during a 10 game winning streak, or something like that. Well, Donovan Mitchell did it too, but oh no, that's what it was. He was the first person to average a triple double for a 10 game winning streak. That's crazy. As a rookie too, though. Donovan Mitchell. Or no, ben no, no, Simmons? no. Ben Simmons. Oh yeah. Because yeah. they're doing that. They're and they're on a fourteen or fifteen game winning streak. They've won fourteen in a row. Philly has, but you know Donovan Mitchell's averaging twenty point five, three point seven rebounds, three point seven assists. He's hit the most threes out of any rookie in history. He's hit really one hundred and fifty threes. That's filthy. Um, and one point five steals. You can't. You definitely can't go wrong with that. Um, and that, any other year. He would have been rookie of the year, easy, hands down. Oh, D. Mitch. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, D. Mitch had a good year, obviously. I and mean, if we want to look at even deeper, I mean, Dennis Smith deserves a shout out. I already shouted out Markinen. Oh man, I might, you know, we shouted out my guy earlier, but my guy Jason Tatum. Tatum got um, busy. He could have been a rookie of the year if he was on a team where he had more opportunity to really be the man. The best thing about him is he's he's been the go-to scorer with when Kyrie's been out and. He's shooting 43% from the field. And, you know, me being a Duke guy, I didn't see the three-point shot last year at Duke. He's shooting 43 from three? Yeah. Oh, you just said from the field. So no, he's shooting from 43 from downtown. From three. Yeah, my bad. And 47 from the field. Um, You know, 13.9 points, 5.1 rebounds. That's nuts, bro. Yeah. He's doing his thing, man. So you got to shout him out. You got to shout out, of course, Kyle Kuzma. The boy's a beast. He's a scoring machine. The BTS team, we saw it last year firsthand. Uh, Charlie's seen him a little bit more. Um, uh, watching Utah, he, Charlie's an avid Pac-12 guy, so he was watching a lot of Pac-12. So I didn't he, think he was going to be like this, but. Right, and then we saw him in summer league la uh, last summer killing, doing his thing. Eating. Um, the best player. I thought he was better than Lonzo. In, in summer league, he was a better Definitely a better score, and seemed like a better all-around player because he was getting double doubles. Yeah, he obviously Lonzo's a passer, right? And you know, I I got to shout out Lonzo, man. Lonzo did his thing, man. He came back through a lot of adversity of just the media coming well, at him. I mean, ten points, seven point two assists, and six point nine rebounds. That's that's not a bum. And no way. And guys are, you know, I know I talk coop with a lot of people. They say like, man, Lonzo's weak. I'm like, bro, he is not weak. Dude has game. It's just. Man, his his pop just be gassing him up to be better. Just let the boy live, man. And Lonzo's man, gonna be here for a long time, man. And he's I could definitely see a lot of guys wanting to play with him. 
Right. You know, I you know, I love his passing and that's why I do like Lonzo. I'm surprised he didn't have more highlights with his passing. Right. He made a lot of he can throw crazy dimes as we all know, but he makes he makes always makes the simple pass too, the right pass. I I like that. He's and he he's so fun. He's so fundamentally sound with his passing. Right. That's what some people say. He gets so many assists because that's all he does is pass, 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 pass. He, right. he catches any pass. It's like hot potato. So you're going to get nine, ten assists when you're in the game for 30 minutes, swinging it every time you touch it, and you don't even think to score. Right. But his, you know, he's. I, I still, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he might have hit a couple, but I didn't see him hit any pull-up twos. No, he needs to. He a, started to hit some threes. He needs to work on the in-between game. Right. Well, in his outside game, too. But he can get to the hole. Yeah. He's long. I mean, he was shooting that three with confidence, man. He was putting that bad boy up. Well, that's the thing is he'll have games where he's like, you know, six for nine from three, and then but he has those games where he's two for ten. Right, or two or 14. Yeah. But, I so mean, the the one thing you, you'd like to see, you know, I mean, being a coach, you'd like to you tell your guys, like, man, I want to – you need to have a multifaceted game. You need to have that in-between game. And that if I, if I was talking to Lonzo or working out with him, I'd tell him to work on that. You know, just because if he's able to break his man off the dribble, which, I mean, that's something else I'd like to see for him, too, just really being able to. Iso. Yeah, just get him off the bounce. You know, not having to, if you. Point out the bounce. Man, just off the pick. Over. If you, man, off the pick and roll and you get the big man on you, you want to be able to attack him. So attack him and then go into your to your mid-range game, your little in-between. Or just get the, the big man to come out and respect it. And then you can throw that dish. Exactly. So, you know, nutmeg. We, we got yeah, we got to shout him out, Dennis Smith. Um, There's a lot of good rookies. A couple of rookies that didn't do nothing. John like Collins. Uh, I wanted more out of De'Aaron Fox. I wanted more out of Malik Monk. He was hurt. Bo uh, Bogdanovich was cool. Bogdanovich he, got busy. He's not related to the other Bogdanovich, by the way. From Indiana. That's yeah. right. Uh, yeah, Malik Monk. Man, he was buried on the bench all season. We, I know. Yeah, I mean. And you know Frankie, Frankie, uh, nicotine or Frankie yeah, Frankie smokes. smokes. Yeah, Frank Nilakina, Tilakina. You know, we I th he just needs to play more basketball. I just want to see more of him. Right. Because this is you know the French B League, the French Pro B League or whatever league is in Pro A. It's solid, but it's not NBA basketball. And playing with your homies in France is not equivalent to playing at. The Drew League or playing at right, no way. Um, that gym in New York with uh, that guy Chris Brickley who who has the super big runs all summer. So yeah, it's uh, but those rookies, man, it's it's. Uh, this has been cool to see see how they how they've done. Now it's gonna be like, all right, who's gonna come back and start really? Who let's get to see who's worked on their game in the off season. And really going to come back ready to well, go. Well, I wonder if any of those guys we named will come back for summer league. Malik Monk probably will. De'Aaron Fox might, but I, I mean, you know, but sometimes these guys will come just to get the run in. I could see Kuzma playing another year. Nah, Kuzma killed too much. But man. See, they, they, he's the second would, leading scorer on the team. You think Lonzo would come back for a second year in summer not. league? Probably. I don't not. think Lavar is going to stand for it. Mm -mm. Uh, man. De'Aaron might, though. He might get a game or two. He might not do the full yeah, schedule, but yeah. he might get a game I or two. I can see a couple of these guys just wanting to get some work in. Uh, and I think I can see Jason Tatum getting out there. Oh, I could, yeah, so he can, he can practice being that dude. Mm -hmm. the that dude, that motherfucker. So, yeah, moving on. Now we're going to go to... Uh, defensive. Yeah, defensive player of the year. Yeah. Depoy. I use a depoy. 
Who do you got, Chuck? You know, so obviously I want to go Gobert. He's, I think he's by far and away the best defensive big man in the league. Um, like I said earlier, they're 36 and 18 with him, which translates to about a 52 and 27 record. That's pretty. That's a that, that's a pretty good record. Fifty-two and twenty-seven, or maybe they could go fifty somewhere around there. But he only played fifty-four games. Thirty-six and eighteen is fifty-four, and it's an eighty-two game season. And a, I re, I really would have a hard time giving somebody an award when they miss thirty games out of eighty-two. That's oh, more than man. a third of the season. Right. But I would want to give it to him. Like when I look at a guy like Andre Drummond, he's played eighty games. He might get all 82. And I think durability, as you'll see in my awards, durability matters, man. Like, you know, and you can't help it. Nobody wants to get injured. Right. But I'm actually going to stick with my preseason pick for Defensive Player of the Year. And it was a wild card pick. I didn't think it was actually going to come to fruition. But I don't think I'm alone. I don't know if he's really going to win, but I'm going to go with Joel Embiid. Oh, well. He's, um, he actually, I had him second. Oh, you did? Okay. I had him second. I, had, I did have Rudy Gobert. Um, and then Rudy Gobert was the best defensive player in the league. I mean, but these numbers, I, I, I totally understand the games thing. And if he doesn't win, I'm not going to be surprised. Right, right, right. But his the defensive rating with Rudy Gobert on the court is 97.8. That's crazy. Without him, it's 105.3. So that's eight. Is yeah. that like is that is that points up points given up per game? Yeah. So because yeah, well, so Joel's six points. Well, Joel's team is six points less per 100 possessions. Right. So, so yeah, Rudy's a little bit higher. Um, his real defensive uh, plus minus is 5.23. Oh, I saw that. I was I, I looked at that up, too. Yeah. So and, again, when you look at it, though, I was just like, damn, 54 games. And, you know, he's 2.3 blocks, which would have been top five in the league. Uh, and I think that would have been second because Anthony Davis is first. And then ten point eight rebounds, and that would have been just that would have been top six. So, yeah, I went with Rudy Gobert. Joel Embiid has a compelling case, also. Joel Embiid has also played sixty shit. How many games did he play? He's like sixty six. I want to. Yeah, it was it was approaching seventy. Right, and before he got hurt, and he would have played seventy plus. Right. I mean, the only and those games he's missed was really only early on he missed some because they were just still cautious of his back to backs. Right, he wasn't able and to play the back to backs. He showed he could, and then he he had you know it was a freak injury. You guys saw it. Markel Fultz came back and hit him in the face with his face. Right. So he you know Embiid's second in defensive field goal percentage. With he's number nine in real defensive plus minus. And he again he's top five in blocks, one point eight. And top six in rebounds. He just yeah, he makes a difference out there, uh, you know, with that team. Let's oh. guys play more aggressive D because you know you got the big fella behind you. And he just kind of gave them a persona that Philly's been lacking for the last several years. Like we're not going to take no bullshit, you know. Like we're for real, you know. I know, I know you. I've been, a, I've been the joke of the league for like three years because I ain't never played. But now that I'm here, you guys know I'm for real. Yeah, definitely. So that's one of the things like like with the Seahawks. This is separate, but like Earl Thomas, Cam, they gave us an identity. Mm -hmm. Not only were they really good. They set the tone for how shit was going to be, and that's kind of what Embiid has done for that team. Right. Like, exactly. and they all follow along with that. Like, he keeps it light, though. He keeps it fun. But when it's game time, Embiid's the dude. Yeah, definitely. So then a, a couple other candidates. Anthony I, Davis? I didn't have no, him in he's my leading, top five. He's leading the league in blocks. He's leading the league in blocks, but I had Al Horford. Yeah, because he's the best defense in the league. And he's just, you know, he's the, the anchor. 
behind everything. The him catalyst. And, him and Marcus Smart. Um, I, and with him, he's able to do it both. So if he gets switched out onto, he can protect the rim, and then he can switch out and guard. He can contain a perimeter player. Perimeter guy. And then I got to shout out my guy Paul George. PG. Second in the league in steals at 2.1. Leads the league in deflections. Um, and he actually really tr- – like, he really gave it a full effort. Right. And he's third in the NBA in loose, in loose balls recovered. Oh, wow. Is, those are like – How do you even find that stat? I mean, I've seen it. it they, it's being oh. talked about. But it's like those are like those hustle stats. Right. And then plus with Roberson being out, I know his defensive rating went down. But – That's what I was going to say. He has to guard – he, I mean, he's being forced to guard the best player every night and be the second option on offense. That's, that takes a toll on you. But – He's still, I think, personally, I think he's probably been the best two-way player in the league this year. Mm, I could see that. Without Kawhi. Well, and and Bede's up there, too. Right. I think two-way is, for me. Usually perimeter. Perimeter, yeah. Okay, that's a better way to say it. Best perimeter two-way player. So, just wanted to shout him out. I mean, Anthony Davis is up there. Uh, You know what's funny, though, about that PG is, like, is he even the best defender on his own team when Roberson's healthy? Right, because Roberson had a compelling case to be defensive player of the year. Probably wouldn't have got it, down. but he was doing his thing. Oh, yeah, he's first team all defense. Yeah. So it just – and that's just something which ties into free agency and all that. It's like how would they look if he was still there? You know, would they really be struggling to make the playoffs or would they be a solidified third or fourth? You know what I'm saying? And and then they add Corey Brewer to that bench. And, man, it's just kind of – I mean, that's for a discussion for another day for our free agency pod down the line. But, uh, yeah, moving forward, we'll go to most improved player. I think it's kind of a – I'm going gonna, gonna to come in. Breaking news, breaking news. All right, what's Away up? from the NBA. Just got information slid through my DMs. <laughs> um, a Huskies transferring. A Huskies transferring. Yeah, we're going to go to college basketball because we're 206 here. Oh, wow. A Husky basketball player is transferring. Can you guess who this player is? Dom Green. Not Dom Green. Uh, Car- it's Carl. Not Carl. It's caught me Dom off guard. Green. Caught me off guard. Michael Carter the third. Yeah, Michael Carter the third. Dang. Yeah, right here. He, he just put it on Twitter. Uh, I guess it was about an hour or two ago, but I hadn't seen it. But, yeah, he said basically after a lot of thought, consideration, discussion with my family, it's best that he gets his release from the Huskies. Dang. I guess he sees that the point guard spot's going to be busy. If he couldn't win it this year over David Crisp, you got Chris coming back. You're going to have Jalen. You're going to have other guards coming in. You got uh, my guy Nas Carter. Throw the rockers in the building. So, yeah. Dang. I like MC3, too. I, I like he, MC3, too. I Local kid, O'Day. Yeah, I thought he was a better floor general than, but, than hey. David Chris, but David Chris is obviously a better overall player. But, dang, that sucks. Sorry, yeah, we, just had to, we just had to break that up. I just came across the, the sports desk. Dang. But, All yeah. Right. So, we'll go back, what, to six? Uh, we'll go uh, six, man? Most improved Most player. improved. I mean, it's pretty much, it's it's unanimous, I think. I, I I can't see anybody. Does else he have the same it. initials as as a, as a former lockdown defensive player for the Huskies? <laughs> Shout out to Vinoy. Vinoy uh, Overton, VO. Victor Oladipo. Ola Odipo. So he averaged twenty three point twenty three point one points, five point two rebounds, four point three assists. Leads the NBA in steals at two point four. Steals. Look at the steals. He's uh, shooting 
uh, 47 from the field and 37 from three. As opposed to last year, he averaged 15.9, 4.3, 2.6, 1.2, 44%, and 36%. And the, his playoffs were abysmal. Cause that abysmal. Because that was when they were talking about how Russ was just doing everything on his own. So his playoffs, he averaged 10.8, 5.6, 2.0. 1.4 shot 34% in the playoffs. He, ju- he just had a whole new rebirth. But the thing is, is he didn't even do this in Orlando when he had plenty of opportunity. Nah, but it just shows how much he's grown as a player. Yeah, and cats want to say people want to hate on Russ so much, but Oladipo is the one who showed Russ the most love. He was like, man, I learned what it was like to be a professional from him and to be the best. And he he he's shown Russ hella love. So it's definitely need to see a spec Indiana I'll be the first to admit I hated on the the trade I thought they could have done better um but Oladipo and Sabonis they really made a valuable impact to the Pacers so Oladipo hands down is to me is uh, man he is an all-star potential all-NBA he's my vote too but you know who the other vote could go the guy you just named Sabonis I mean, Sabonis went from just being like, you know, he was like the fifth starter on OKC, kind of like a sixth, seventh man. Oh, yeah, he he thought, I thought he would have got buried on the bench behind Miles Turner. He's basically taking Miles Turner's job. Yeah, Miles Turner's having a, he's he's having a tough year. Maybe he's got some injuries we don't really know about. Yeah, but Sabonis has been, I don't know what he's up to averaging. I didn't check, but he's, he's probably like 14. I'd say like 14 and 8 and 15 and 8. And last year he was probably 8 and 5. So he, he's not going to win it, and he's probably not, not even getting many votes. But here at Blacktop Smack Talk, we like to delve deep into the real game. We're not like, you know, KD. We're not the – KD always says, fuck those blog boys. Fuck <laughs> the blog boys. And he was like, why don't you guys watch games instead of highlights? I've watched some Pacer games. Don't ask me why. Some guys will get those slow nights on League Pass. Man, but Sabonis does work. You don't know too many cats from Seattle that have le- that get renewed, uh, League Pass renewed every year. For like, a decade, like running both of us. We got 20 years of League Pass. Sabonis was 11.7 and 7.7 this year. So he wasn't as high as I thought. But, 7. but if, 7? I bet you if you look at his numbers for the last couple months, you know, when I started to see how good Indiana was, I'm like, man, let me go check these guys out. What What's making them so good? You know, it's because Sabonis sets really strong picks. Right. <laughs> but he sets picks. He hits the jumper. He can shoot the three. He's always in the right place, man. He, he's, he throws a nice bounce pass, like, on the pick, double pick and roll. So the oh. pick and roll, he'll get it, and he'll do a give and go. He can pass. The PNR G&G. He can't pass as good as his dad for all of our followers who know who Arvita Sabonis is. You one better know who he is. One of Find the a new podcast to listen to. One of the best bigs. Man, maybe ever. Definitely one of the best international bigs I had a ever. conversation with a gentleman. The other day, who played overseas for about twelve years, and uh, he had a couple couple cup of coffee in the NBA, and he said the best player he ever played against was Arvidas Sabonis. Sabonis was nasty, and I I remember watching him, man, early in my young basketball watching career, before he got to the NBA, watching the Olympics and stuff like that. So, yeah, but his Sabonis Sabonis definitely I can see him. Shout out to Gonzaga Addison. I know you're in the building. Uh, a couple other guys we mentioned. I've shitted on, on Sabonis. I'm eating it. Eat shit, Chuck. Uh, Clint Capella. Capella. He's been improving for a couple years, Man, though. Man, he's, he's top five in field goals and blocks. Uh, uh, I got one for you. If, let me see what you got. Hold on. He, hold on. Let me, he has 41 double-doubles. Ooh, Cappy. 
So I got him. Who who you got? Pac-12, baby. Aaron Gordon? No, Colorado Buffalo. Spencer Dimwitty. Ooh, that's a good one. See, Dimwitty, man. Dimwitty's actually turned into like a go-to guy of sorts with D'Angelo Russell on the bench or, or injured. Spencer Dimwitty, man, he's he's hit some clutch baskets, some game winners. He, he gets assists. Dimwitty's, uh, you know, he was a fringe player. Like, he left college after an injury. Yeah. And still went to the draft, so it messed up his draft stock. And, you know, he was kind of just – he looked like a guy that might he hang around for a minute. De- he was buried on Detroit's bench for a while. Right, like that. he kind of reminded me of like he could be like a coupon, like a Quincy Pondexter. Like he could play, he could get spot minutes, but is he ever going to be you know that great? Um, and shout out to Coupon though for making a comeback. Anyways, you know I, I don't think he's still on the team, but he he had a near death experience and he still made it back to the NBA. He's a Supreme Cuts guy. Go get your haircut at Supreme Cuts, <laughs> one of our sponsors. But, yeah, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie's become a solid player. If he's not Tw- going to be a uh, – 12.5 uh, points, 3.2 rebounds, 6.5 uh, assists. And that's with an, a, a beginning first maybe quarter, first third of the year. They didn't really give him much opportunity. So if you look at those numbers just after the All-Star break, he's a way better – you know, the numbers will jump off the page a lot more. But he's a guy – What he, he probably averaged like three points a game last year, and he's shown that he belongs in this league. Right. But so I got yeah, so he's definitely one on there. Some other guys, we talked about him already, uh, with the coach of the year, Jalen Brown's up there. Jalen Brown. Uh Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon, you know I got one him. Of, and I mean somebody who I don't even think is being talked about that much, and he's one of the best centers in the NBA, Steven Adams. Oh, Steven Adams is that dude. He you wanna talk about anchors? That boy. I watched a lot of OKC this year. Not rooting for OKC, but I'm rooting for, you know, the players on the team. So, Steven Adams leads the NBA in offensive rebounding, and he's fourth in field goal percentage. And he averages 13.9 points and 9.1 rebounds. Right. He's a rare bruiser that has skills. He's a skilled bruiser. Kind of like a Terry Cummings. (laughs) 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 You're just pulling these names out left and right. Wow. That's Terry Cummings stole them bows on you. But Terry Cummings is a top 55 all-time NBA scorer. That is he true. He got buckets for a long time, but then when he came on the Sonics, he just knocked, he just knocked them heads around. That is true. You know, because you think, you think of the other ones, like a, like a Danny Forsen was a bruiser, but he wasn't really that good at hoops. He wasn't skilled. Right, or Dre- Reggie Evans, same thing. But Dang, Danny Forsen. But Adams is a skilled player, man. No, that boy and he's got good touch around the hoop. He can play. But that's a good call on the Adams. Aaron Gordon, you know, I ha- I was high on the Magic after they started the year off about 5-2. and two. Yeah. That fell apart. Yeah, and Charlie owes me some money. 5-2 and two fell apart quickly. They've won five games since. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man. So, moving on, we got a couple more. Six men, I think, is pretty unanimous also. Lou Will. Lou Will. E.G. shout out. This guy, Eric Gordon. This guy's coming off the bench, averaging 22.6, 5.3 assists. He's the leader, the NBA leader in fourth quarter scoring. He's ninth in the NBA in free throw attempts and sixth in free throws made. He's a two-time player of the week as a sixth man. Right, he's kept them afloat almost at a, uh, a playoff. They are a playoff. Right, they game. lost Chris Paul. They lost Blake. They traded Blake Griffin. Austin Rivers has been hurt. DJ's been there. B- DJ's been the constant. But Austin, but uh, Lou Will's been their dude, man. He's had g- games of 40s, several he had, 40s. He had 50 on the uh, on Sandals Warriors at Oracle also. 
That's probably one of the more impressive wins. And I remember that game. When they had a bunch of uh, G League guys on the team, too. So, yeah, they were really throwing Lou Will out there with a bunch of no names. Yeah, and he was killing. He was doing his thing, you know. So he re-signed a little bargain deal, you know, for three more years at t- uh, 24. Three years, 24, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, not bad. That, that's a good bargain on him. I mean, I think that's where the contracts are going to be for the next couple years. It's not going to be these middle guys getting 55, 72, 78. Right. Like, like Evan Turner and, and Tyler Johnson. Um, but, you know, we got to shout out Eric Gordon. You know, he's instant instant offense off the bench. Um, 18 points a game, eighth in the league in three-point three field goals. Yep, made. I got that. I had EG on there too, and but really. Will Barton is the last one. Will the Thrill averaging 15 points a game, five rebounds, four assists. He's helped ke- kept the, the Nuggets afloat in the playoff hunt. Right there. They're, they're going to be hovering right there, six, seven, eight, nine. They're battling for their playoff lives as we speak. So against the Blazers. So, yeah, Will Barton going to be a free agent s- this summer. So it's going to be interesting to see. Willie B. Willie Beeman. All right. So without further ado, our last one we want to go over is all NBA. All NBA. So this is going to be interesting. You know, we kind of sa- if Santo was here, it would be uh, four Warriors and then uh, a Raptor on his on his team. Probably. He's big on the Raptors. He thinks the Raptors are going to come out of the East. And you know, Not I to say they won't, but they and won't. And we'll talk about that more in a few days on our next pod. But um, we got another one coming. We're going to hit you with the back-to-back. <laughs> so, yeah. Charlie, who's your first team? First NBA? team, uh, LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. Why don't LeBron, you go LeBron. by? Why don't you go by position? I'm just got five LeBrons, man. Dylon. Yeah, you would. Uh, Harden, Dame. Oh, okay. Dash. Yep. I'm Dame Dollar I'm at the you. number two holla. So James Harden, uh-huh. Damian Lillard, LeBron, LeBron James, uh-huh. Kevin Durant. Really? Yep. Wow. Yeah, I went KD, and then I'm going. I want. Uh, it depends how you look at AD, but I put AD as a center. Yeah, he's listed. So as I went a AD. AD at the five. You put Kevin Durant over your guy Giannis. Over Giannis, yeah, man. The, the the Bucks didn't do it for me, man. They're barely even in the playoffs. Aren't they seven? They're they're six. They're six right now, but man, they they they. Wow. I've seen them at eight. I've I seen them at nine. I had I'm to go. Pretty, KD's I'm just that shocked. dude. I'm pretty shocked. KD's that dude, man. I mean, with Curry being hurt, Clay got hurt with at times. With Curry being hurt, they're five. They're six and nine with Curry. Being oh, the hurt. record with Curry. See, I didn't six know. and eight. It's they. They've. I don't know. I guess they haven't stayed afloat. But KD's. KD's what? KD, man. That's interesting. I thought he he missed a bunch of games too. And I think he still got seventy though, didn't he? Sixty something, but but still like and plus, I think what voters might do, which is kind of weak. But they'll use this against him is all the ejections and technical fouls. Yeah, that could hurt him. I, I so I said that in the games played is kind of what had it. So I had so switch that up. I had Giannis in my first team. Katie you had Giannis on the first. Team. Giannis had an incredible year. Was his numbers that much better than than uh, KD? Well, I mean Giannis is twenty seven point one, ten rebounds, f- basically five assists and one point five steals. KD is. 26.6 6, 6.9 5.4 and 1.8. He's at 67 games, so he's about to he's be real close to 70. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, I just Kevin Durant's. He's just you know he's just a first team type of guy, and a lot of, some of that is reputation. He wasn't on it last year either. He, he didn't get it last year. Well, yeah, Kawhi. Oh, Kawhi. Well, Kawhi's not there. So did yeah. I mean, Giannis took a leap. Dang, that's gonna be interesting to see how that pans out. It's definitely gonna be one or the other. Right. But wow, that's interesting. You're really gonna trip on my second team though. You you because like I said, I'm going off of. Oh, so you're gonna go off the games played thing. I, I think that I think that matters, man. Okay. So okay. So go ahead. I Who listened to a pod with KD the other day, and and they was talking about how. Bill Simmons said Curry can't be first team because he missed too many games, and KD was like, "Why?" But you saw in the games that he played, he deserves to be first team. I'm like, I don't agree with that, man. Like that that's that's undermining another player who who yeah, it's not their fault they didn't get hurt, but right. If you played 74, 77, 79, 82 games, and someone else in your position played 56, right? Man, I th- I think you, I think that that goes a long way in my book. My book doesn't. No one reads my book, but. So okay, so this is gonna be interesting. All right, my so second team. I, who you, you know, got? I got RW zero. He's he's bring he's the, he's the leader okay. of the second squad, and then I got Demar Derozan. Man, I feel like with the games played, he's gonna hit eighty. That uh, you know, like I didn't, I couldn't put Curry in there, man. I couldn't, I didn't, wow. I couldn't. D- does Curry deserve to be? Yeah, but he's Dang. got, uh, he's got. I forgot why I wrote it down somewhere. Curry's get, Curry's got fifty-one games. That's 31 games missed. That, to me, it's like, well, you know, you can't be too mad if you don't make it. But KD missed 20 games, 20 plus games last year, and he was still second team all in. He game. was. I wonder if he played the other games where they gave him first. You see? That's but this is 30 games. Dang. See? Okay, so finish out your, finish out your team, and then so I'll tell you mine. Russ, DeRozan, Greek okay. Freak, okay. LaMarcus, and Embiid. Okay, so I see – Man, I did. I kind of did what KD said. Is more like impact on the court. So what I did was I had Steph, and trust me, this hurts me to even say Chris Paul. Mm, you went Steph and Chris Paul. KD, Lamarcus. So we agreed with Lamarcus and Embiid. So right. okay. So I remember I'm looking at Chris Paul's games. Chris Paul's at. Um, Man, he's at like, he's under sixty. But their impact, his impact is just. Oh, I mean, he's helped keep them afloat, right. you know. But yeah, th- th- that's the team thing. If we're talking about individual awards, I gotta go. Th- how many individual games did you play? He's at fifty-seven games. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's at fifty-seven. Okay. And, and for for note, Kyrie's at sixty. Oh yeah. So, okay. So who's on your who's on your third team? So, man, I put Oladipo on there, man. I got Oladipo, and I didn't do Curry. I didn't do Chris Paul. And I mean, I guess it's it's still tough because I was struggling on who to put. Like those guys deserve, but I went with Kyrie. Mm. And now he's only played sixty games. I get it, but Kyrie was an MVP candidate in those sixty games. Right. Whereas Chris Paul was great, Curry was good. I don't know if he was an MVP candidate good, but Kyrie Irving was on that team leading that squad. Right. And I felt like individually, man, he was doing his thing. So I went Kyrie, Oladipo, Paul George. Mm-hmm. And I thought about going uh, Gobert at the center. Well, who's your other forward? Well, I'm gonna get. I'll get to that one because that's another guy who's missed games. But it was just I, I didn't know who else to put. But so that my center, it was I. I went between Drummond and Carl Anthony Towns. Right. Drummond. And, Interesting. And Drummond improved his. He improved his game, and he's over gonna Jokic. Yeah, I mean, I think def- well, Jokic is good def- on the defensive rating. 
You know, oh, he sucks on defense. But uh, his rating is up there, which is crazy. Right. Him but and he, Nurkic, he's, he's so bad. But I went, I went Drummond, man. I feel like he's a monster wow. down low. His free throws, he actually improved him a lot. He's playing 80 games. He's averaging 15 and 16, right? And he got Blake Griffin. And and um, and it was either him or Carl Anthony Towns. And Carl Anthony Towns' defense was just the the knock for me. Mm. You know, I wanted to go Carl Anthony Towns. He's like 23 and and 12, so you could go him. And then my other one I went was uh. I win uh, Jimmy Butler. Wow. So okay. So Jimmy Butler's hurt too, but right. I didn't know. I didn't. There was no other forward I really right. wanted to throw so in. And that's the big argument with a lot of people is the forward position because, and then some people are going to try to put Ben Simmons in there, but Ben Simmons, I don't buy that shit because he's been a point guard since the jump. He's been the yeah, exclusive ball handler. Right. So my third team was. Wait, Ky- can we get your second. Oh yeah, we got your second team. My yeah. third team was Kyrie. Kyrie. Russ. Russ. PG, Jimmy Butler, and Carl Anthony Towns. Okay, so, so yes, yeah. Uh, it's real so similar. PG, Jimmy, I just threw Oladipo in there because, you know, he's having a 24, get whatever he's at, 24. Right, right. And so I actually thought about him. Man, see, I didn't put him or DeRozan in there. Mm. I mean, I felt like someone from the from the Raptors deserves it. His, DeRozan had a good year, man. Yeah, I just, with those other guards, I just felt like they're, they had better years. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you can say that uh, Oladipo and DeRozan both had better years than Chris Paul. That was true. You know, I mean Curry. I, I mean Curry to me is better than obviously Oladipo and DeRozan. Like if if DeRozan and Oladipo made it, I would not be mad at that. Like I totally understand. Uh, DeRozan was killing in the beginning. Right, DeRozan was doing his thing. I mean, any he, any he knows his game. He's he's comfortable. He's at seventy eight games right now, so he's gonna get eighty, and you yeah. know. 23.1. I hate to oh. be a stigler for the games played. No, I, but that's, that's a fair assessment. That's a fair thing to say. And I, obviously, I was a little bit contradictory with the Jimmy Butler only playing 57 games. He's back, so he might get two more. And Kyrie. And Kyrie's at 60. But like I said about Kyrie, is in that 60, man. And yeah, and obviously in Curry's 60, you, you know he's the guy. But in Kyrie's 60, he was MVP worthy. Right. Right? Whereas Curry's 51, you know, which is nine, like, like so, so Kyrie's already borderline for me, and then Curry's nine games less than that, which is another ten games. That's another two, three weeks Man, off. Curry, but when Curry was playing, he was my first team. Curry was eating. My I mean, first, that's all Curry does. That's all Curry team. does is eat. But, uh, but yeah. yeah, the Jimmy Butler, like I said, he's all, he's gonna get about sixty. But you, but really, when you think about it, what other forwards are there besides Jimmy? Besides PG and Jimmy, I know, and PG's and PG's a two-way guy. That's why PG was a no-brainer for me. Yeah. Trust me, like, I, PJ's or PG's struggling. He's having a horrible year, shooting the ball, and he's not scoring like he used to. You know, he's taking on a different. Uh, you know, he's had a tough time adjusting to his new role, which is understandable. But, but when you think about it, what other forwards could you possibly put out there? Draymond Green. I he's mean, hit, Draymond. Draymond. Oh man, we didn't even mention him for Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, I know. And he, I mean, he's always. He's one of the best two or three defenders in the NBA, hands down. But right. I think overall, I think he's. I just don't think he was going to get it this year. I think, yeah, I think he took a step back. I mean, Draymond's another forward. I don't really know who, what other forwards there are that stood out. So it's like it's like slim pickings. And a lot of the first team, second team, third team is done off reputation. So, right. you know, but like the third team, like, you know, Oladipo really made a name for himself this year, and I'm really going high on what he did. 
true. It's really impressive. I, d- I do not like. I like. I said I will not be upset if he's if he makes it on the scene. Yeah, that'd be that'd be that'd be not that'd be a great career accomplishment for Oladipo. You know, because who's to say he can keep doing this a bunch of times? Did you have any honorable mention? Okay, so you probably said uh, CP Steph. I mean, the uh, yeah, I mean, uh, CJ McCollum I like a lot, but he wasn't. He's not really on that third team level. You know, but CP3 and Steph for sure, like they'd be on there. But I just had to, I had to, had to take them down a couple knocks because yeah. of the, you know. Um, shoot, I I can't really think of another. I mean, you Blake Griffin, he just didn't have a good enough year for me to really make it. Man, he and was Detroit he didn't was make the playoffs. He was injured, yeah. So you think it just wasn't Porzi- enough. Porzingis, yeah, and yeah, he got hurt. He slowed down after his torrid start. Right. He he slowed down. I mean, another guy who in the future. When he's healthy, I, I could see him making this list for the guards. Is my guy Devin Booker? If they it get DeAndre Ayton, it'll be Booker and Ayton next it'll year. It'll be interesting to see how he evolves in the next like two to three years. If he's just going to be a, a guy that a volume score, a volume score, or a volume score on a shitty team, or is he right. going to be somebody that really like can carry a team? I mean, you know, next year there's Gordon Hayward. He'll be he'll be back. Um, Man, Kevin Love didn't have a year. Right, uh, Kevin Love was – you can't really put Kevin Love in that third-team discussion either, and he missed a lot of games. I'm just thinking – I'm just looking at forwards right now. I just cannot think of anybody else who would, you know, really deserve a third-team All-NBA. And that's, you know, shit. I can't think of it. So, man. So it, it's crazy because you and I, we're very similar in – in um, in the guys that we have for our team, right? You, you I just threw a couple, a couple wild cards out there with DeRozan and Oladipo. You did. That's actually not what I could definitely see it though. Yeah, but I see your argument for the games played. But like you said, it's based off of reputation. So I think a lot of it is. Uh, so I think some of these guys are gonna make it, which I don't particularly agree with. But shit, that's just the nature. That's just the nature of it. So right. Dang. Well, well, yeah, I mean, in the next couple of days, we're going to see how this West is going to shake out. Um, There's seven teams in the West between 45 and 48 wins. Damn. Seven teams with a three-win difference. So a lot of things could happen. Like, I know before tonight, before we told you OKC secured that spot, if they would have lost today and tomorrow, they'd have been out the playoffs right. with all that payroll. Especially if they would have lost to Memphis on the last day of the season and Memphis well, been boo-boo. benched their whole team. Hey, boo-boo. That's crazy. So right now, as we're sitting, OKC is fifth. Mm-hmm. And a Utah OKC first Mello, round. Mello been playing like he drank a fifth. So man, that'll be a slugfest. Who? Wh- uh, who would it be? Utah and OKC. Yeah, I'd have to go OKC. That just. Be but we'll sl- we'll get into that later. Yeah. We'll see how that shakes out. So man, whew, it's gonna be the last day of the season. Gonna be, it's gonna be very interesting. Because right now, it's looking like Utah is fourth, OKC's fifth, New Orleans is, is sixth, and they're playing as we speak. Well, Utah's got a chance to tie up with Portland, though, right? Don't they play each other? Yeah. Portland, Denver, and then Portland, Portland Utah. Portland, Denver, it's 78-77 Denver with three minutes left. So that's a little slugfest right now, too. Um, And then... You have San Antonio seven. Could the Spurs not make the playoffs? 
Oh, I think on the last pod I said they weren't going to make it. That was no, my they they can they're going to make yeah, it. That was my bold prediction is that they weren't going to make it, but now they're going to pull through. Number it's, five, I think it's Dejounte Murray. It's going to be Minnesota or Denver that doesn't make it. Man, Minnesota doesn't make it again. Tibbs, man. I'm telling you, what Tibbs going to have to figure what, it out. What did I tell you guys, man? He runs his players to the ground. Right. And them guys are complaining about playing time. They're playing Usually too much. Usually guys complain about not playing enough. Not playing. These Cats guys are, are like, we're playing too much, bro. They, these guys play an eight-man rotation in the NBA. It's not even the playoffs. I get it if it was the playoffs. But, you know, th- th- that's what he does. He, I don't know. If you're the GM, what do you do? Do you add more depth to try to encourage him? He's the GM. Oh, yeah, he is the GM. He makes all the moves. So Granted, it's like Chicago 2.0. He I've got D. Rose. Aaron Brooks. I've heard word on the 206 streets that Jamal does not like it there. And you can say, kiss it goodbye. I'm out this piece. I'm not going to finish my career on no bench. I get buckets. JC, J crossover. Man. Hope to have you as a guest. Definitely. Uh, wow. So, man, those are our awards. It was kind of. It's different this time, you guys, just because we had it was just me and Charlie here. We didn't have Sano. We didn't have uh, the 13-time All-American, Mr. Bruce Jackson. Um, so it was different. It was fun though, just because it was just like me and me and Charlie. I mean, we have phone conversations this long, um, just talking hoop. So it's definitely, it's just like you guys kind of hear what we talk about. So, uh, man, it w- it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, it went down, man. It was fun. Um, it'll be interesting to hear what Sano and Bruce have to say. Um, we'll get to some of their input on the next pod. It, not like it really matters because the only opinions, they're idiots. The only opinions that matter are the your are your the ones of yours truly. <laughs> I, my bad. I was like stuttering. Couldn't my get shit. that out. Yeah, I was really stuttering my shit. So um, we just want to say a quick shout out to our sponsors tonight. Re-kicks with our friend, Mr. Paul Chung. Break Bread, Inc. Speaking of that PC, man, I got some shoes. I need those <laughs> done, man. I need those back. You had them for a minute. Break Bread, Inc. Uh, Kai Green. Kai, what's up, man? I need a, I need a sweatsuit, man. I got, I got, I need a, I'm trying to rep with you, man. So, uh, and we got a slide through food truck with my cousin Tan and Supreme Cuts Barbershop. There it is, folks. Episode number 13 is in the books, just like the 2017-2018 NBA season. It's two days away from being in the books. We're going to let it shake out. And once the season's over, we're going to be in the lab recording a new pod, discussing the matchups, first round, who's going to take it, who's going to knock off the Warriors, who are the Cavs going to beat. But, yeah, we'll see how it goes. You know, what's a bad matchup for each team? Who do the Warriors not want to see? Are we going to see any teams trying to lose on purpose to facilitate their spot in the standings? Will we see OKC versus Golden State? It would be the storyline of the season. KD back against his old team that he did, that he was up 3-1 against or with, and then he joined the team that beat him 4-3. And against his old coach, his old teammate, Russell, That'll be the story. Russell's going to take his head off in no Steph Curry. They say Steph Curry's not playing in the first round, but I find that hard to believe if it was 2-2 Oklahoma, Golden State, 2-2. Or if it was 3-2. Curry's checking in the game, folks, and he's right. starting. Right. Those injuries are no – he's Ooh. feeling 100% now. So we'll see how that goes. 
not that I want OKC because they're fuck OKC, but at the same time, I'd like to see them beat the Warriors. It'd be a great story. And then after that, get swept in the next round. <laughs> and y'all can kiss that goodbye. So, yeah, stay tuned. Uh, we appreciate Follow us on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Man, we're, we got something coming for you guys in the next uh, couple of days. We got another one, and then some future pods. No, we've been talking about guests, but guarantee it's going to happen soon. We're working on them. We're working on it. So much love. We appreciate all your love and support. Thank you. BTST signing off. All right, y'all.